Hey folks, welcome to another week. This is the Live Life Aggressively show. You know what, Mike? Honestly, I'm sick of, <laughs> I'm sick of saying podcast. You know, after the show two, sounds a lot better. I know. Like, I'm so over saying podcast. Now it's been two years, and if you don't know this is a podcast by now, then what the hell's wrong with you? So podcast you know, just sounds too limited. minute. For, yeah, for what we do. Exactly. You know? We're we're beyond being just a podcast. Cause you know, when I, when now, I first, yeah, especially exactly. with everybody and mama coming out with one now. You're like, yeah, you know, exactly. like, oh, I got a new podcast out. They have like, what, one episode in the last, what, four months? <laughs> and they're interviewing their buddies or their roommate or something like that. And they're trying to come like, yeah, I have a podcast just like you and Mike. No, you don't. <laughs> no, honestly, you don't. honestly, for getting guests, I say when we reach out to guests that are pretty high profile, saying that, saying the Live Life Aggressively show no. sounds a lot more professional than podcast, which sounds like, okay, it's two teenagers in their <laughs> mom's basement, you know, <laughs> recording, <laughs> recording a show. So I'm definitely with you on that. Yeah, I'm so over it, man. So yes, the Live Life Aggressively show with Sincere Hogan and Mike Mahler, the other voice over there agreeing with me that, you know, podcast is a thing of the past now. So. First of all, thanks, everybody, for downloading, subscribing, sending out, sharing the show. Lots of great feedback that's happening online on social media. Yeah. Keep that coming. We really we really enjoy that, and we truly appreciate it because that's just another way that you go to support the show. We truly appreciate that. Yeah, we've been getting some really nice reviews on iTunes. Let's see, Kick the Sickness gave us a really nice review, praised both of us very well. And you could tell this person actually listens to the show because they had very specific praise. Nice. Also, he, I'm assuming it's a he, said that, he would love to see Dan John on the show. And in case you're not aware, we actually had Dan John on the show on episode 16 early in the show. So go back and check that out. Well, actually, here's what sucks about um, iTunes. I believe they only they only post 100 episodes. Every OK. Time. So that's one of those old school ones. So basically, the best thing to do is actually go on Mike's website or my website. Right. So go on MikeMuller.com or NewWarriorTraining.com, and you'll find that. I mean, we have archive pages on there of all the old shows, and you'll find a lot of guests that you're probably not going to find on iTunes and Stitcher because they only archive about 100 episodes. So right. that's what sucks about that. That was from the earlier days of the show. Well, it's just more reason to go to either one of our websites exactly. because, then, because then you can buy some stuff and support the show while you're there. Speaking of so which. It's, it's, it's convenient. <laughs> also, just two more, two, more, two more people. Renew Yourself Fitness, BJ Dabitz. These guys gave us great reviews on iTunes. So we need to get that number well over 200. You know how many shitty-ass podcasts have, have reviews well over 200, 1,000? And these shows suck. Let's be honest here. <laughs> we should do an episode where we go through shows we like and shows that suck. Yeah, you know, podcasts right? we started to listen to and the ones we're like, you know what? This, it, it eventually became an ass show. So just to save you guys a lot of time and trouble, don't go listen to that podcast. And here's and why. A lot of the reviews you can tell are just – A lot of the reviews you can tell are – Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or they're part of a certain podcast mastermind group and what they do is inside <laughs> the forums they encourage each other to go out and leave a review for that you know yeah. for that other member but in return you go review mine but it's not like they actually subscribe yeah, yeah, and yeah. listen to them you know i've had a lot of these people come to me and do that i'm like how disingenuous is that like hey man i see you're part of the group you know um i, I saw you I, li <laughs> I listened to your podcast i left a review could you please go reciprocate i'm like uh no, because I'm not. You, listening you should to your leave. Podcast. You should leave a review where you give one star. This show sucks. <laughs> Just that's all you say. <laughs> Did you even listen to the show? Like, well, you didn't listen to mine, but you gave me five stars, and I appreciate that. But <laughs> <laughs> like right after they give you a five star review, you go to the Harris. This show sucks. <laughs> this show is complete and utter ass. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but in addition to reviews, we've had a lot of people using that coupon code LLA to not only get 10% off some great products that we both carry, but also support the show. And we have a whole list of people. We've got Arthur G. Germain, Kevin Ward, 
Dave Asnar, let's see, Nolan Addison, Eric Rivard, Navelle Howard. Navelle's a great guy. He's been one of my customers for years. Really cool guy. So I love seeing that he still supports what I do. Corey Baker, Lance Thompson, Curtis Clark, Josh Wilson, Ryan Perky. And that's just to name a few. These are guys that are helping make the show available for people like you who don't support the show, who have never supported the show in any way. You've never left us a review. You've never shared the episode. You're just hoarding it for yourself. Don't be a hoarder. Share the episode. If you want to take it one step further, leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. You want to take it another step further, use that coupon code LLA. And then let's say we don't have anything that you guys want to buy. You're like, hey, I want to support the show, but I'm not interested in your supplements, Mike. I'm not interested in your Chariador Sincere, so what do I do? And what's the answer to that? And the answer is head over to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash L-L-A podcast. Become a monthly supporter of the show, man. And that keeps us going and growing big time. So, again, it's kind of like you stepping up and doing your duty as if you were watching PBS and you started feeling bad about watching Sesame Street and have that show raise your kids yet. And still, you've never made a donation to, to, to PBS the entire time. So it's kind of the same thing. So. This is what you can do. Like I said, a monthly donation, just head over to patreon.com slash LLA podcast. In that little box where it says donate, wipe out that number one for that one dollar. Don't be that guy. Don't be that chick. You know, and start off with at least five. If you want to go ten, go for it. You know, we have some Patreon supporters who have, who pledge twenty dollars a month. That's what they see value in the show. We've had some that actually started off with five and then doubled that. They changed their mind and came back and changed their donation each month. They were like, you know what? No, you guys are bringing some high powered guests, lots of information. I feel like, you know, five isn't not enough. We're, you know, especially because it's like me and my spouse or whatever, we're listening. So instead of just leeching off one donation, let's go ahead and do it for both of us. So here's 10 and here's 20. So yeah, jump right in. Do what these folks are doing. They know what's going on. Now it's your turn. So hop on, become a monthly supporter of the show and we greatly appreciate that. Just like John Herrera, who just came in this couple of days ago. So nice. you can be just like John, man. And, um, yeah, become a Patreon supporter. Therefore, and John, John's the guy who buys both of our products as well. Exactly. <laughs> so that's that's the funny thing we're seeing is people that we, we we created this whole thing for people that have never bought anything from us and maybe have no desire to to still support the show. But what's ironic is that people that buy all of our stuff are the ones that are gravitating exactly. towards this I and give you more, which is very nice. We appreciate that. I can say that probably 90% of our Patreon supporters at this point are also our customers otherwise. So let's change that up a little bit, man. Help these folks out. If you haven't bought anything, jump on. Become a patron. It's not that hard. I mean, some of you may be wondering why you're not successful in life. You're going, you know, things are just not working out for me. It's because you don't understand the art of <laughs> reciprocation. Exactly. <laughs> you're so focused on what can I get from others and offer the least in return because somehow that seems like a victory. It really isn't. <laughs> no. If you're if you're not constantly giving back, your your success is going to be limited. It's just a reality. Yeah, I saw this meme, man, and it, and it hits so close to home. But no one ever went broke from giving. Yeah, so just, just let just let that marinate a little bit as we give. I lost my, I lost all my money to giving it to charity. Nah, yeah. not so much. I just started giving it. I couldn't stop. I just you know. I'm a, <laughs> the giving just ran me dry, man. So yeah, you let that marinate while we get ready to move on and start talking to our guests. All right. So Tim, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, guys. Yeah, we have our friend Tim Larkin, self-protection expert, best-selling author, and he won. I think it was season five of Dancing with the Stars. weren't you the winner on that? You know, it was the, it was the unicycle, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it was Dancing with the Midgets, not Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> That's a YouTube show, by the way. Oh, because you know, there's there's a, there's a little person like, wait a minute, man, you can't say that. You can't say. That. 
man. You know, it's so funny because we're out in Vegas, you know, uh, and, and they get pissed if you call them little people. They what like the hell are we supposed to call they're, them? They're, they're high. No, no, they get, they, they're like, no, no, I'm a midget. I'm a midget. That's how I make my money. <laughs> it's really funny. It's like oh. the most popular prostitutes in Brazil are the pre-op transsexuals. And if they get an operation, their whole client base goes down the drain. <laughs> so they actually, they actually are incentivized to keep everything intact, literally. <laughs> the customer's like, well, if or, I want to say that world we live in. Yeah, it's just like crazy. It's like, you know, the client's like, well, if I wanted that, I just would have got a woman. And <laughs> what are we doing here? So. Yeah. Like I would just stay home with my wife if that's all I want. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to skate on the edge. You know. Okay, so how do we have industry standards in these occupations? What the hell is going on with this world? <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's, that's a perfect example of why I'm not just like a guy that you, you guys interview. I actually listen to you guys all the time. It's because where else am I going to get concrete evidence of what the number one? <laughs> You know, escort and Brazil's gonna be, you know, and I, I, I'm waiting for stuff like that. You know, you guys give and give and give, and I'm just, I'm, I'm really impressed. Appreciate yeah, we're that. gonna we're gonna have some some experts in that industry come on the show and talk about <laughs> what can we learn from that industry to carry over to our respective industries. Exactly. I think there's a lot. But uh, on a different note, I know Tim Tim, you've been experimenting with some recovery techniques, float chambers, and also the cryosauna, which I actually started doing too. There's a great place in in Vegas near Mark Philippi's gym off Decatur called Sub Zero Recovery. If you go to subzerorecovery.com, you can check it out. And a cryosauna basically looks like what Sylvester Stallone got into in Demolition Man. It looks like what Han Solo went into in Empire Strikes yeah. Back. It's another analogy. It's, and that's what it feels like in there too, I'm guessing. So basically you go into this enclosed unit and they take it's – a, it's a nitrogen freeze. So it's not a water freeze where you're jumping into a cold bath or anything like that. It's, it's nowhere near as uncomfortable. It's definitely uncomfortable in terms of how cold it is in there. It's the same temperature as the moon. But you don't get wet in there. You don't get the shivers. It's, it's not anywhere near as uncomfortable as jumping into an ice bath. And basically what happens is, is all of the blood rushes to your vital organs. You go into a, an intense survival mode. You're in there for about three minutes. And then when you walk out, all the blood is loaded with enzymes and healing nutrients. It rushes back to your extremities. And you warm up pretty fast. So you're not shivering or anything when you get out within seconds of getting out you start warming up actually it's, it's kind of fun to drive home after using the place because i don't need to have my air conditioning on you know your body your body is still cool not uncomfortable but it's still cool and i've been i've been using it for let's say about three weeks now and i am finding a difference in terms of workout recovery especially if you go right after you work out i go to a massage therapist regularly and she noticed that i had way less inflammation in the body mm. she's like what have you been doing differently and the only thing i've been doing differently is the cryosauna so I wanted to get a real assessment of how it works. But what, what's been your experience with it, Tim? Yeah, you know, I, 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 very similar. Um, the one thing I do appreciate is I really appreciate the convenience of it. Um, you know, I would do ice baths, but this allows me to do it way more frequently right. right now. And because, again, I can literally drive home and I go, you know what? I got an extra 10 minutes because I've been doing like, I don't know about you, but I've been doing the whole uh, the, the, the three minutes and then uh, I, I'll, I'll take five minutes off, warm back up, and then I'll do a, a second session. Yeah. And, uh, mm. and that, that to me has been really, uh, r really, really a, an awesome recovery vehicle. Um, also, it's funny too. I mean, I didn't do it for the uh, the weight loss side of things, yeah. but I have definitely noticed that you know because I, I, I track everything else that I'm doing, and so. Right. 
Now I add this in and, you know, they basically they calc out that you're that you're doing, you know, anywhere from I think it's like they say 500 to 800 calories or something. Oh, I believe it. Well, having having done it now for, you know, almost a month and a half and, and hitting it about at least four, four times a week. Right. Um, I definitely am starting to see, you know, extra extra benefits that way. But that, again, that's not the primary reason I do it. Now, my um, my appetite goes through the roof afterwards and i was well, telling yeah. the ladies who work there i go do you get really hungry after this and what's funny is the place i go to it's i think every girl who works there is probably less than 110 pounds right and, and none of them use the crowd shaper they, they've oh i've used it for a minute i was like you guys sit here all day you've never used this thing but i i was telling them i go look my appetite goes through the roof within let's say 20 minutes afterward like this ravenous hunger so i definitely believe the whole increase in metabolic rate hey tim did you um before you did your ted talk i mean were you doing this before you did a ted talk recently like last month i believe yeah i do well hell i was in north dakota so i was yeah. in my own cryo freeze <laughs> and i did that damn thing no because um, i was just noticing i was like okay when i actually look i was like, okay tim's like really slimmed down like you were just looking really slim you know during that ted talk that's why i was wondering did you do it right before then or were you doing it during that time that's, yeah, because, was, uh, that's because he takes my supplements. Let's get well, the real reason. That is true. That, that is. Come on, when you're dancing yeah, with midgets it's, it's all funny. the time, I mean, come it's on. funny too, man. It, well, it's it's funny too because you know I've known Mike forever, and uh, and I do. I've been taking this stuff for. I mean, Mike and I've been talking about this stuff for years, and and you know, again, not not to do that. But that's why I really enjoy doing this. Uh, this podcast because it's just it's it's easy when you're you. Know, I heard you guys talking earlier about reciprocation on podcasts that suck and, and how they do that stuff like that. The, the thing is so easy for me to do this is you guys are solid, your stuff's solid and it goes all the way through. And I, you know, Mike knows all the time. I, I recommend his stuff all the time, but you know, what's been interesting is I've been really, you know, in the recovery aspect of things, um, assiduous after my workouts. Um, I, I do the magnesium oil and restorezyme. And again, it's going to sound like I'm freaking shilling for you that I'm not. Oh, go but, ahead, please. But, do. but, I've, but I've noticed <laughs> yeah, that, that but, but I've noticed that's had a huge, a huge difference in recovery and also, you know, just just uh, issues that I have, you know, you know, joint issues and stuff. And I told Mike also recently, I, you know, my sinus issues have really been um, the, the inflammation aspect of, of sinus. I noticed a huge difference when I was doing Restorazyme all the time. I didn't have to do, um, a, a, you know, Motrin and, and 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 stuff of that nature. As long as I'm consistent, you know, and you find that sweet spot yeah. with doing yeah. it. Now, yeah. couple that with the uh, with the with the cryotherapy. What was interesting was I went in and I told this to Mike because we we had hooked up uh, to go do a float lab, right? And um, and I told him, I go, yeah, I'm going to try this thing out, and. and Honestly, I was skeptical. I thought it was maybe like a flavor of the month type thing. And, right. you know, will I really notice anything? Yes, I've noticed it. Yes, it's expensive. Um, yeah, it's, it's not inter- it, It's yeah. interesting to see. I'm sure the costs will go down as the technology, imp- you know, in- improves and in-, in-, in there. Yeah. But I can, I, you know, I see a lot of the place I go to here in Vegas. It's not the same one Mike goes to, although I'm probably going to go to Mike's. What, what, what's the name of it, Tim? It's called Rejuvenous. Rejuvenous. It's called. It's it's kind of, it's a shitty name. <laughs> it really is. Sub Zero Recovery is a lot better. You're actually, for more words like rejuvenous. What? I, I, I always, I always it. yeah, exactly. I always say a business name should tell you some idea of what the business is. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> like like go float yourself. That's a great name. That, 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 is, yeah. that, that is a great. Yeah, whoever name. came up with that, that's smart. <laughs> Sub Zero Recovery is pretty good too because yeah. it lets you know it's about recovery and it's probably going to be cold. You know, I mean. Yeah, it, well, and that and that's just it. It's uh, it, it's one of those things where uh, 
I think I think the big pluses uh, are, are the convenience, obviously, obviously, because nice. I've been doing I did a I did a sauna ice bath uh, deal over in California with a buddy of mine who has it at his house. He has a really nice setup. Oh, nice. And, and we were doing that. We we're doing a barrel sauna and then we we're doing the ice bath going back and forth. And that is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I, that is a really cool. In fact, I'm hoping to probably do that at my house eventually is, is a setup like that. But again, it's a commitment. You know, the, the, yeah, the, right. the idea is consistency. And so that's what I'm paying for right now. Time for me is like, just like you, Mike, you know, we got these crazy schedules and the fact that I can just show up and there's not a lot of prep work and there's not a lot of post work on it. You just right. throw your clothes on and off, get in there, get it done. And then I get the benefits of cold therapy. You know, and and to now, me, have that, you have you tried it? One of the ladies was recommending that you actually try it before training. Have you done that? I have not done that. Yeah, it sounds interesting. See, because, I mean, it definitely makes you more alert. It definitely energizes you. Some would say it sounds counterintuitive because you're not going to. They're like, well, if you're you're cold, you're not warmed up. And the reality is, you warm up fast. So I mean, yeah. you would have to do it literally right before your first set. But if you go there and do it for three minutes and then drive to the gym, you're going to be perfectly warmed up, alert, and so forth. But uh, I was actually Tom Inklinen made a point of saying that you've experienced some serious shrinkage after each session. So what, what have you done to mitigate that? Has Restorezyme helped with that? <laughs> you know, the, I, I call I call him the Inkladong, um, and, and uh, you know it's it's hard to deal with a guy, and you know he's really smart, but he just looks like he looks like just a really angry white Shrek, Shrek you know. And, and so Tom and I constantly abuse each other with and, the with the Brooklyn accent. Oh yeah, no, the dude, the dude's just. I, you know, as you know, he's, he's, he's great. I'm so glad you guys are, uh, you guys are having him on because no, awesome. yeah, your audience, your audience is going to love him. Great yep. stories. Um, but yeah, oh dude, that's, that's just it. If you ever wanted to know what it's like to be androgynous, just, uh, just go <laughs> yeah, in and, and just go in there and you want to see what a, what a live Ken doll looks like, you know, <laughs> you're going to find out. Oh, man. Therapy, man. Yeah. The one I use, you go in there, you, you go in there with the robe, right? And you just have your boxers on socks and gloves, like these mittens, basically. <laughs> so your all your extremities are protected. But, uh, is that the case with you, with uh, you, Tim, are you going into an actual chamber where it's in closed or is it that cylinder unit where your head is sticking out it's the cylinder unit and i want to okay. go i i, I want to go now, now does the one you go to is that the same thing cylinder yeah it's unit? a cylinder yeah. unit but the, the place yeah. i go to they only recommend at the most two sessions per day so when i go there for three minutes i can't just hang out for five and then do it again oh really yeah they basically yeah. say and if you do it twice a day they want a 12 hour break in between so for example some of their boxers i think mayweather may be an investor in this place or he's definitely a client that's how i first found out about it but a lot of boxers go there first thing in the morning then they do their training and then they come back maybe six eight hours later or in the evening and do another session for recovery yeah yeah that makes that, make, that makes sense they uh they do that you know i heard uh i heard on rogan's podcast um that he does the back-to-back sessions with a couple like a 10 minute break in between okay and uh they allowed me to they're pretty i gotta say they're pretty lax the place i'm at it's, it's a good place don't get me wrong. It's not like they're, you know, it's super, you know, clean and ethical, but they're, they're pretty, uh, they have a lot of celebrities that come in, you know, like, uh, lo- local performers and, and a lot of Cirque du Soleil people. Okay. And, and so they, they really want to help you enhance your recovery. So, uh, that they've been, they've been open to that. I am super curious though. Next time I go to, I think LA is the closest place that has a walk-in one. Yeah. And, yeah. And I want to, I want to just try it out. You know, me too. I, I I don't know if it's going to be very different, but I, but uh, I'm, I'm impressed. Like I said, economically, I'm able to do it. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, I, I look at it like, you know, my son's 20. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's an athlete right now. And it, it would be great. I see. I think a lot of teams are starting to invest more in uh, in these types of technologies. Well, if, I, if I owned a gym like Mark Phillip, you should have one on site. Absolutely. Imagine if Mark Phillippe had one on site and then every time someone worked out, they went in the chamber. Not only would they get much better results and be less beat up, it would completely distinguish him from so many other gyms in town. And you can make it – you don't have to make it free. You could just add that in. You can make it – yeah. yeah, exactly. as an add-on or you increase your rates and then you just package that in. There's a lot of ways to do it. But I was telling Mark he should go talk to the people. I mean, one, it would be great for him with all of his injuries. But the sub-zero recovery is really close to PSI, Mark Phillips' yeah. gym. So it would it would behoove him to do some kind of partnership yeah. where athletes hit that place on the way home or they hit it on the way to Mark's. Because I would remember, – remember when we both trained at Mark's place, Tim? Yeah. How hard those workouts are? Oh, it would have been perfect. Yeah, perfect imagine if sub-zero, right sub-zero recovery is on the way there for me. It would have been perfect for me to either hit it on the way there or on the way home or both. Yeah. That would have made a huge difference. And honestly, yeah, it sounds I, like that is way better than getting a freaking bathtub full of ice because that's the one thing I, I used to hate when I played <laughs> football, man. It's like when they just, just watching the train to fill that thing up, it's like you just – it's almost like you know you're about to die. You're just waiting for that torture, like, damn, man. And you actually have to tell yourself, like, I have to step down and sit in that shit. <laughs> Talk about shrinkage, man. It's wet shrinkage at that. It's like, yeah, you, have, just... you have shrinkage before you even get in, exactly. just from the fear response. Exactly. Uh, if you're not Eastern European, it's not going to come naturally. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's got about... well, sound. it's going to sound like I'm, you know, like, like I'm, I'm trying to be facetious here, but I'm not. But I'll tell you one thing that you that you don't get with the cryotherapy that you do get with the ice baths is really what you guys are talking about. That is a huge opportunity for two things um, that I've used it for over the years is uh, breath control yeah, and, yeah. and mental and mental discipline, because a lot of it is, you know, a lot of it is psychological, meaning your body will let you know, you know, it, it, prior to hypothermia where you'll get. And, um, you know, the shivering and, the, and the, uh, the teeth chattering and all that kind of stuff is actually OK. That's actually your body saying, hey, you're still OK. Right. It's if you start doing that and then you stop, you stop chattering your teeth and you stop kind of having that uncontrollable shakes. <laughs> Yeah. Basically, it's it's almost over. <laughs> but uh, but no, that no, no, that yeah, the crowd sound is nowhere near as uncomfortable as that. But I want to make sure people know that it is uncomfortable. I'm not oh, trying yeah. to say I'm not trying to say you go in there and it feels great and it's <laughs> nice. I mean, you're in there for three minutes and you're counting down those seconds. I've done and you never adapt to it. I've done it probably never. 12, 14 times now, and if it hits you, it hits you the same every time you go in there. And what I find is there's a there's an attendant there with you the whole time. I just talk to whoever the attendant is the whole time just to make the time go by. <laughs> faster because otherwise you're in there and you're looking the one the one thing about the design that i don't like is you're in there facing the temperature so the only thing you're looking at is the temperature going down i was like i don't want to see that there should be there should be a yeah there should be a clock that's counting down so you know how much time you have left or nothing at all because that that doesn't mean you want to talk about psychological negatives that definitely doesn't help yeah it it, um i would absolutely you know especially anybody that's doing any sort of, uh, you know, just, just high impact training and everything or, or, or where they're, you know, they're beating themselves up on a regular basis, especially anybody in the combat sport world Yeah, to try it out, you know, try it out. It's not obviously ice baths are going to be cheaper uh, to do it. But, you know, the guy I found out about this from uh, originally was, uh, was Tony Robbins. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he has, too. he has one, he has one at his place in Florida yeah. and he was telling me about it, you know, a, a while back and he was saying just how amazing it was for his mother-in-law got her off of the majority of her anti-inflammation. Uh, uh, yes. She was doing tons of, of stuff there. And he has that issue where, you know, he has that, that, you know, continue 
you know, the growth growth issues that he right. has that right. cause a lot of pain in his joints. And right. he, he told me it's been like it, it, it's been he he said he can't even compare where where he was before the crowd, you know, therapy. And so it was interesting, you know, when it went because I knew the kind of issues he was dealing with. And for him to tell me he had the relief that he had, um, that, that definitely said, oh, I got to try the chamber. And my, my big thing was, well, why don't you just do it? You know, everybody says, well, why don't you just do ice baths? It's the same thing. It's definitely not the same. It's thing. not an ice bath. As cold as that is, it doesn't get anywhere close to the no. temperature in the nitrogen chamber. The nitrogen chamber is 200 degrees below. And it's the same temperature as the moon. You can't get that in an ice bath. So what's well, funny I, is that it's way colder than an ice bath, but it's nowhere near as uncomfortable. That's the irony. Yeah. You know, it's wild, Mike. You walk out of there, and uh, you know I get out of an ice bath, and everything kind of feels cold. Yeah. But it's, it's, but it's almost like a kind of uh, it's going to sound really like a warm cold. It almost yeah. feels yeah. like. Whereas you walk out of the cha- cha- you know crowd uh, chamber, yeah. There's there's parts of you that just feel like they're fro- like you're waiting for your muscles just to let go. Go yeah. oh, good. There's blood going back in. You know, I mean, it, it's yeah. it's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting sensation, and the cost is just to give people an idea of what this would cost if you want to do it. At Sub-Zero Recovery, it's $45 for the first session if you're a resident, and then I, then I think it jumps up to sixty-five, seventy. Now, if you're going to do it – here's my attitude. It's it's something – if you're going to do it, you need to commit fully. You need to do it three to four times a week. Don't do this one-time-a-week bullshit because that's a waste of time. It's something you have to do frequently to get the full benefits. And if you're not training hard or you don't have some pain you're trying to address – it's, it's really not worth the budget. If you're in a, I, I purposely ramped up my training intensity because I want to see how it affects that. So that's an example of a good application. But at Sub-Zero Recovery, if you do an unlimited pass where you can go as many times as you want, you could go every day, you could go twice a day every day, that's $500 a month, which sounds pretty expensive. And it is if, you don't, if you're not using it in a way that makes sense. You know, if you're not in a hard training cycle or if you don't have some pain you're trying to mitigate, if you're just doing it for fun, it doesn't really make sense to go three, four times a week. And then they, it gets cheaper if you do three months in advance. It goes down considerably, which is probably what I'm going to do. I wanted to do one month because <laughs> for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to see the benefits. It's two. I'm not sure if this place is going to be in business for three months, you know, because yeah, yeah. business, you know, anything to do with fitness in Vegas is a tough sell because this is not a fitness city at all. I mean, this Sub-Zero recovery place, every time I go in there, they have a sign-in sheet and my name is still on the list from the last time I was there, you know, and sometimes that was three days prior. And what's funny is Sub-Zero Recovery is right next to a yoga studio. I go, you don't want to be next to a Bikram yoga studio. You want to be next to Mark <laughs> Phillippe's gym. These yoga yoga people are all flexible, feeling good. They're not thinking – they're not all beat up and thinking about Bikram, going – They're all on. sweating it yeah. out. And they're like, that's yeah. what they want to do is go now. They want to go and freeze for about three minutes on top of it's, that. Where, where Mark Phillippe's gym is, there's an yeah. MMA training center and PSI. I mean that's – I mean obviously there's no space to open there, so they couldn't do it. But it, that would have been an optimal location if there were some open space. Right. But anyway, it is it – is close enough to mark's place where mark should definitely do some kind of partnership with them it's just perfect sense it just makes perfect sense to work out some kind of deal where he's compensated and then he should definitely go personally but anyway it's, it's for a lot of people who listen to our show are really intense fitness guys or fitness men and women so this is something to consider if you're in a hard training cycle or you have some pain or arthritis or just some nagging aches and pains I think it really helps with that. Especially if you're following the program. If you're following the Cone Philippe program, then my yeah. God, you're right yeah. now. My God. Right now, <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there listening. Like, I'm trying to, like, focus on you guys, but I'm, I'm wanting to get on my iPad right now and try to find a place that's here in Houston <laughs> nearby me yeah. because, trust me, when you this program right here calls for something like that. That oh, Cone yeah. Philippe program is no joke, man. But I love it. 
But that, that sucker too. is intense, man. It is intense. It is. And it does wrap up your training whether you like it or not. <laughs> if you're gonna no, that's it, true. So. No, it's it's actually perfect sincere for that. I mean, in fact, I'm tomorrow is my deadlift day. I basically come home, take a quick shower, get a recovery shake, and then I drive right to that cryo sauna place. And it, it definitely makes a big difference because you know you know that feeling where you're just really tired after a hard workout yeah. and you just want to take a power nap and all that. You're just kind of exhausted. When I usually take power naps after workouts, but since I've been doing the cryo sauna, I haven't taken a power nap at all because you're so perked up after that thing. You just get back to work. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah the, ener- the energy boost is cool. It's yeah. a really cool effect. Yeah, I think I think – I think that may be another benefit is that for people, let's say you're about to work on something intricate with your business, you're writing ad copy or you're writing articles or you're working on a book. If you went in there, it would definitely perk up your brain and it'll last for several hours. So that could be another interesting experiment where you're doing something intellectual or something, something mentally tough. Yeah. That would be an interesting experiment to see how it affects that. But, you know, I like to be on top of these things, which is why I try out different stuff such as the float chamber, uh, Infrared saunas, this cryo sauna. It's just, it's good to be aware of these things out there because I don't want customers telling me about the benefits of this because I should know what the benefits <laughs> of this are. You know, people come to me for this kind of advice. I don't want to be that guy who's like, huh, never heard of that before. What's that all about? So it's yeah. good to be open minded. And what about the float chamber, Tim? What if, how often have you done that? And what do you think the benefits are? Well, after, after you and I did it, uh, I signed up for a, uh, a series. Okay. And uh, I've been able to do it two more times since here. And then um, in L.A., I, I went once. And uh, where else was I? Uh, not New York. Uh, uh, Toronto. Toronto I was able to find uh, another place. So, so since you and I did it, I've probably done it about another another probably four to six times. Yeah. And uh, it's great. It's just one of those things that, uh, you know, as you and I kind of talked about it, it's it, at first, you know, spending that much time um, with with the sensory, dep- you know, deprivation, deprivation yeah, it, it's something to get used to. Yeah. You know, and and it's cool. It's very cool. I've done, I did it years ago, but mm-hmm. not in the types of really modern ones that they have now, where there's a lot more room. It's not like a coffin. Right. Um, it, it's it's really it's really really cool. But uh, what I found is you get a much you know I, I do meditate, and I find that that for me is uh, it's unlike any other process of meditation Absolutely. I can, I, I can get, you know, it, it's really cool. And again, you know, having, so you can't, you can't help but meditate in there because what else are you going to do? You know, <laughs> yeah, you're, right. you're in this, you're in this chamber naked, <laughs> you know, by yourself you know, yeah. and no cell phone, no TV, yeah. no music, no light. It's just you and your thoughts. So eventually, your first, your mind is racing when you first get in there. You're just thinking about all kinds of stuff. But you're in there for an hour. So eventually, you quiet down, and then you just go into this this deep meditative state. Yeah, and and I uh, I was really amazed that how you know because I hadn't really done it. You know, before you and I went to the session, mm-hmm. um, I probably it'd probably been about six seven years last time I had gotten a tank, and um, I was shocked that how much, you know, like, like I, I judge it from, um, breathing exercises that I do for meditation, how much quicker I had to do a lot less, the preparatory type breathing exercises to get in that really deep 
you know, the, the deep breathing sessions and the breath holding that I can do uh, when I'm going. It was just your body just lets go of so many different things because, of course, it, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be constantly calculating, you know, if it's stepping, sitting. There's no kinesthetic awareness that has to be, uh, you know, yeah. involved in. And so exactly. that energy right. goes towards towards the relaxation, which is incredible. I think a lot of people would find that as a negative because a lot of people like to distract themselves constantly because they don't want to think about the deeper problems they have or their negative thoughts or you know whatever the case may be. I would say a lot of people fall into this category. So they're, they're working out too much and then they're watching a lot of TV and then they're on the internet and then they're reading books. They're constantly stimulating yourself. And often it's, 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 it's a distraction game. Now, all of that stuff is impossible to do when you're inside the chamber. So a lot of people go, what am I supposed to do in there? I go, nothing. That's nothing. the whole point. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, what's funny is the, what I'm really learning, um, and you hear people say this before, but I've actually, because I've, I've been incorporating a lot more of the idea of, of recovery and everything is it's really not um, – the output. It's really not, you know, your workouts, yeah. your workouts are going to, and what I mean by that is if you're listening to a podcast like this, you're obviously, you know, you're motivated, you're going to go do your workouts. And so I think that's the big bane of everybody who's, you know, high energy fitness type person or somebody who's really into, you know, conditioning is we told, we, we focus solely on the, uh, the output getting yeah. in there. And what I've found yeah. is that's a default for me. I'm going to do that anyways, right. where I found the huge benefits it's the out. It, it, it's it's uh, it's the input. It's, yeah, the it's what I do. What yeah. I do after the restoration. Yeah. My nutrition. Yeah. My, yep. Since I've really been dialing that stuff in, everything else has been just you know falling into place. And, yeah. And that's that's really been. It. And I was the first one, man. I was the same. Ah, it's all BS. I don't need that. You know, my twenty my twenty something old self was you know. Uh, more is better, and, and definitely, I, I'm I'm a kid of the '80s, and so you know that was the king of more is better. <laughs> yeah. and, and, um, no pain, yeah. no gain. Exactly, exactly. Man. So it's like, uh, it's like actually, it should be lots of pain, no gain. You know, because exactly. you're you're injured and beat up. That's the, you're not exactly conducive for being in a strength gain phase. Yeah. Oh, hey. By the way, I have you know, again. I know we're tangenting on each other here, but I got oh, I got just got to say this. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you guys out on something because I and, and I'm worried for the young guys listening um, because I heard you guys actually say both of you agreed to that it was more important. Like if you had a choice, it was more important to be strong rather than look strong. And I was sitting there thinking, my God. Have you guys, this has been so long since you've been a young guy where you got to have the, the beach muscle to impress the girls and all show, no go, you know, is a much better way to get laid. <laughs> but see, if you have real strength, you have confidence and confidence is how you get laid. Your body is irrelevant. You see fat guys with beautiful women all the time, man. They got mad confidence. <laughs> you know, you, you know, you know what's funny is like all these guys who spend so much time on their physique and so all that is like, you know, women, women, they're, they're thinking that women look at guys the way we look at women, like just purely aesthetic. And no. if if you're if you're let me just if you're if you work at Subway and you have a great physique, that's not going to be an aphrodisiac for a woman. If you're an investment banker and you got a gut, but you got this great lifestyle, I'm not saying you're attracting the right kind of women, but you're gonna you're definitely gonna be more appealing. I'll, I'll flip I was, it. I'll just say if you're a Subway and you got a good physique and you're a dick, you know, to the, to the <laughs> female customer. But here's this little yeah. scrawny little dude who's very pleasant. He's making her laugh. Guess who's gonna probably end up getting her phone number? 
the little squirrel well, lady that made her laugh because she could give two rats asses about how big your biceps are if you're a dick. Okay, well, com- confidence <laughs> is very attractive on both sides. You know, exactly. we, as, man, we love women that are confident. In fact, there's sometimes there are women who are, are not the most they're not the best looking women in terms of society standards, but they have mad confidence, mad like, swag. Yeah, yeah. man, yeah. It's like that girl, man. And that's like, really, <laughs> yeah, that's really, that's really appealing. I mean, there, there's no women that are more confident than an overweight black woman. <laughs> an overweight black woman will walk out the mini skirt. She's like, I know I look fucking Mike, hot. I was I'm just telling Paulette about that last night about how the women do the drive by flirting with you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. black woman, like, hey, baby, look at that ass. And I had my wife cracking up. I was like, yeah, cause we were just talking about women in confidence. I was like, yeah, Mike made an interesting point. I guess yeah, because that, that's I, a I grew up around them. When you get the drive by praised, I don't care who it is, that, that's a confidence boost. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, shit, I feel a lot better now. I'm getting drive-by praise. You know? Well, it, it's so funny. It's so funny you say that because that's that's probably when I, uh, you know, when I t- when I talk to people all the time. It's really when people are coming, you know, to you for for training advice in whatever in whatever field. It, it really what they're really saying is it's, it's an area where they don't have confidence, right? And they're looking they're looking for the confidence, and it's really funny that when you when you you know you've gone past that hurdle and you realize hey that wasn't the thing I just I didn't I didn't understand how to conduct my life I didn't understand how to how to be okay with who I am right. and and do that I mean it sounds like we're 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 getting philosophical about these things but it's actually true I mean the quicker you can cut through that kind of thought process the better your results are going to be yeah. meaning meaning it's it's you know that whole idea of taking whatever human machine you have which, with whatever limitations you've got. And just making it the best version of you and understanding that's that's the goal. You know, that that that's the way to be. It's so it's so hard to get through to guys because I literally have to sit there and go, okay, I know I'm I'm talking to this guy right now and he is not gonna hear me for another five years. So I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm hoping it's gonna be there for him in five years that he's gonna remember this conversation we're having. But right now he's looking at me like I'm the old guy that doesn't know anything. You know, Tim, I I have that I know that guy. He's called my twenty year old son. (laughs) You know, some of the things I mean, some of the way he trains, I'm like, really, dude? Yeah, I'm doing this, this, and this. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, his dad's a trading expert, you. And then he's, he's debating with you on how to train. Yeah, he's like, well, yeah, 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 we'll do this. And he's just talking about his first experience. I mean, when he was training at CrossFit for a couple of weeks there. And I was like, I said, okay, keep doing that. I said, okay, so you did bo- you did box jumps for how many times? What? For how long? I was like, well, as many as for 20 minutes. I was like, <laughs> I said, yeah, can I see your shins? And as soon as he pulls up his pants, like, I was like, yeah. He's like, how did you know? I said, nah, you know, I kind of know some stuff about fitness. You know, just a little thing. I read some things. And that's what made me want to, that's what made me want to ask you to, you know, to raise up your pants, like, cause I've read some things in men's fitness, you know, and I just happen to hear about these type of things. So yeah, good luck with that. And there's a reason why I made it this far, buddy. Like, you know what? I've already gone through the pain. I've already gone through the wars for you. So you don't have to do that to yourself. Trust me, that does not make sense. And I've grown, grown quite fond of the skin on my shins man to say like i'm gonna say no to 20 minutes as many as possible on box jumps that doesn't even sound smart (laughs) (laughs) no no you know what's funny also is that no that's very true and my my shin my shins are proof of what you're saying sincere because i've got i've had some bad box jump injuries until i finally smartened up and got one of those cushion 
apparatus is for box jumps where you can slam yourself into it all day long and you're going to be fine. But anyway, but what's funny is that, I mean, both of you guys are right. But at the same time, when I was in my 20s, I got a lot of bad advice from guys that were in their 40s or older. And what I mean is I would be training hard and inevitably someone would always come up to me and say, oh, wait till you get to my age. You know, now I'm in my 40s and I'm stronger than I was in my 20s. So I'm going, what are you guys talking about? But now those guys are 60 saying the same thing. Wait till you get to my age. I'm like, fuck, I heard you 20 years ago. Well, I mean, these are generally guys who didn't take care of themselves when they were in their 20s. And then that's why they are where they are. And they're also not doing the things that Tim mentioned in terms of restoration and recovery because they – most. I mean, a lot of of women have no problem doing things to take care of themselves, right, pampering themselves and so forth. But a lot of guys feel that somehow that's not masculine. It's like I don't need need a massage. I don't need that crowd chamber. I'll just deal with the pain like it's some kind of badge of honor. It's like I don't want to – you know, I'm willing to deal with pain to get what I want, but I'm not willing to deal with pain just for the sake of it to, to show how tough and I am. You wonder why you're dying off way faster than women. <laughs> they yeah. took care of themselves. That's why they're out. Well, they, this you. guy, well, one of my neighbors <laughs> made a good joke. He goes, uh, he goes, he goes, why do married men die before their wives? Because they want to. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and these guys are all, these guys, you know, these guys are all laughing, but I was like, this is kind of a sad commentary, isn't it? Exactly. That, you, know, you know, a lot of married guys are just, they're like, well, it's, it's, the fun is over. You know, that's kind of the attitude. It's like, well, now that I'm married, the fun is over. It's not it's like, Disney, you know? man. It's not like it was three days, you got a three day pass, and now it's over, and you're heading back home on the flight. It's not Disney. Like, like when women get married, they're like, I'm getting married. They're showing off their ring. Everybody's exactly. excited. When guys are talking about it, they're like, yeah, you know, I've had my fun, and, you know, it's time to settle down now. And I go, that's such an antiquated way to look at it. It's such a depressing, demoralizing way to look at it as well. well. Mike, you're giving a guy way too much credit. You're saying they're actually getting married and then they're starting to feel the way. No, dude, they're doing it the night before the wedding at the bachelor party. They're like, it's your last night, man. Last night of freedom. You know, they're you snorting cocaine now. off some stripper's ass. Going, I got to get, you know, I got to do this again. <laughs> they're calling in the transsexual. <laughs> Come on, you only live once, right? <laughs> Imagine what bachelor parties were like before the day of the internet where people weren't recording everything. The debauchery was probably like 10 times higher. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I don't know where we. I don't know how we got on this topic, but I don't, I don't know how. <laughs> Somehow it always comes back to Lady Boys. I don't know, man. Somebody comes back to that. <laughs> we, went, we went from recovery methods <laughs> to this, but no, like like circling back. To, uh, no, circling back to the float chamber. I think yeah. I think one of the reasons why a lot of people find it uncomfortable is that Joe Rogan described it pretty well as it's basically a seminar on yourself. So when you're in there, you're getting a very clear idea of why you think the way you do and why you, why you did things in the past and self-destructive thoughts that you may have now. So all of your anxieties, your fears, you know, things like this, at least this is my experience. These kind of things start popping up. So I think that can be – for me, it's empowering because I want to be well calibrated. But for right. a lot of people, they want to avoid those things. They don't want to know all those. They don't – and that's that's a problem right there is you're not going to be as successful as you can be regardless of the application if you're not really aware of who you are and why you do what you do. Well, it's simple. It's like how are you going to get stronger when you don't know what your weaknesses are? You know, yeah. That's the thing about it. And I'm not just talking about, oh, what you're, you know, how weak you are at the deadlift or something like that. It's just like, what is yeah. it in life that truly sucks for you and why does it suck? You know, it's right. not just because it's, well, that's just how life, you know, these are the cards I was dealt with. Like, no, but you keep showing up to the damn poker table to keep playing, you know, to keep, <laughs> get the cards dealt to you. So ask yourself, why do I keep going and playing poker when I'm actually better at blackjack? So that's the thing <laughs> I'm about. So you got to ask yourself those things, man. So I think, like I said, Mike, for me, you know, it's very empowering when you've been in a situation where you have nowhere else to go but inside. 
Okay, right. now you got to deal with this stuff, and you got, yeah. and that's the only way you're gonna fix it. That's the only way you're gonna fix it. Nobody else is gonna fix it for you. They got their own shit. I, I think <laughs> you know? a great thing to do would be to to do a training journal. I'm uh, not a training journal, but a journal, oh, yo, general. Oh, in other words, yeah. go, you go to the float chamber, and then you just go home, or you bring your laptop with yep. you, and just write down everything that you experienced yeah, in there, exactly. and just see how. I mean, I, I'm not saying this from experience. This is some. I just came up with this right now, but I think this would be a good idea that I'm going to apply, and that you see how your thoughts change over. Each session, because Rogan also described it as basically you're an onion, and every time you go in, you're just peeling yeah. back one more layer and one more layer. It, it's it's a really interesting phenomenon, and I think it's again, it's one of those things that people just say, ah, oh, that's a waste of time. And I go, no, what's a waste of time is posting selfies on Facebook. That's a waste of time. What's a waste of time is talking about what you bought at Whole Foods on Twitter. That's a waste of time. <laughs> what's a waste of time is talking about every boring facet of your relationships. In a public format, that those are all wasted oh, gosh, time. Yeah. You know, going to the cryo sauna and the float chamber; those are not wasted time. Those are very effective ways to, again, re- not only just uh, restore your mind but your body too. Yeah, go to a. This thing is a great place to go to be devoid of likes. And what I mean by <laughs> that, because most people go do all those things so they can get a like and an attaboy, like, oh yeah, I good know. for you. But what happens when the the fans are not there? What happens when the hope, better than the me situations, they're not there, when it's just you, when the only person who hit the like button is yourself? Well, you know, you know what's so depressing is that it seems that so many people do things in life so that they can talk about it on Facebook or show off about it, right? It's like, oh, I, I, I climbed, I went to the Himalayas, let me take a couple photos so I can tweet that now or post it. I go, why isn't the experience in and of itself and not enough? You know, if I go to Masai Mara Park in Kenya, that's an incredible experience. I don't even have to tell anyone. I mean, you're going to tell people about it, your friends, because it's incredible. But I don't have to to make it more meaningful. But somehow we're stuck in this society now where if we can't talk about it or share it in some way, then it's not meaningful, whether it's a concert now, people, right after they see a movie, they turn their phone on. It's like they're giving a review. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm my, my, thank you, um, Siskel and Ebert Jr., right? <laughs> yeah. So oh, this is what I'm, this is what I'm, what I fear now but, with the whole flow chamber now. You're going to have some jackass in the flow chamber taking a selfie. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> the phone blows up. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag float my boat, float my boat. <laughs> yeah, he's in there naked taking a selfie. Like, we want to talk about discouraging people from going. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> or someone's gonna be in there recording. Like I'm in the float chamber hey, right hey, man, now. Here, here's what I'm me? experiencing. Oh, you feel me? You got me? You got me? Got the GoPro in there? <laughs> like, no, but on. but so many people want to make their life the equivalent of a reality TV show, where they they feel this incessant need to talk about every minute part of it in some desperate way to feel more importance. <laughs> right. I mean, here's the thing. It's, it's nothing wrong with sharing certain aspects of your life, but when you're constantly, when you're the CNN of your life, or you're on, <laughs> when you're on 24/7, okay, just keep in mind, CNN is not a credible source, so don't try to be like them, okay? That's, <laughs> a, that's the last thing you want to be like is them. Come on, don't try man. to be like Fox News either. Exactly. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Too many people are more like Fox News, I think. They try to sensationalize. I went to Whole Foods today. Almost got ran over by someone's shopping cart. <laughs> had a had a near death experience. I blame Congress. I blame Congress. <laughs> so everyone's uh, philosophical points. I'm like, guys, just shut up. Just do something productive, man. But if I if I go do some charity work, is it less meaningful if I don't post about it or tell people about it? Right. And I think a lot of people don't want to do it unless they're getting that pet on the back that you mentioned, sincere yeah. for doing it. I go, no, the act itself is the reward. Going back to, to the Bhagavad Gita, right? You have a right to your actions. Don't worry about the results. Exactly. 
That's not that's not in your hands, but the action part is. That's what you have control over. Definitely. That kind of goes into your self protection stuff, Tim. I mean, yeah. we 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 went all we went all over the world with different topics. And we're but, back. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, your whole program in a lot of ways is is developing confidence, which will actually prevent you from being a target to a large extent. But if you are a target, now you actually have the tools to defend yourself to make sure that you get out of that situation alive. Yeah, well, the, you know, the, it's kind of also, you know, look, looking back at, you know, what, what the ultimate goal is in, in anything you're doing is that that facing, your, you know, facing the reality of you, you yeah. know, and, and, and we just hate doing that. We want to, we want to, you know, we want the crowd approval all the time and we want to uh, do things that are going to give us instant gratification. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes, you know, like I, I tell clients all the time, I said, you know, especially when it comes to violence, you know, reality is really inconvenient and disappointing. <laughs> yeah, and, right. and, 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 and if you're okay with that, you know, if you're okay with the fact that, Hey, you know, the idea of looking like a Jason Bourne scene or something like that, like, you know, training for something like that. And then, you know, having to watch, you know, the, you know, acts of violence on, on closed circuit TV and you go, geez, there's a huge disconnect here. Yeah. And what's going on here? And what do people understand? You, you know, it's that whole idea of just being okay with that, you know, and being okay with the realities of, of, you know, what self-protection is all about. And, um, and dealing with that, that's probably the biggest hurdle that I, I got to get people over is that it's yeah. okay. It's okay to deal with the realities of violence. It's okay to look yeah, at it. Right. Um, it's, it, it's one of those things. We always are looking for the quick fix. You know, in my, in my world, it's always going to be some new gadget that comes out. Um, it's going to be some training methodology that uh, diverts you from just direct results. And what, what I mean by that is you'll see something that is a direct result um, and you don't want to deal with the direct result. You want there has to be a story around that direct result. It can't be that easy. It can't be that straightforward. Right. right. Um, had a situation where, you know, there's a very popular uh, training methodology that's out there right now. Nothing against it. It's it's, it's you know, it's, it's OK. But it all came about because a special operations uh, operator could not use his firearm, could not use his rifle to shoot on the deck of a ship because it was a really flimsy ship. And there were teammates below clearing the area. And there was a guy that was still alive on the deck that he had to take care of. So he literally took his knife out, dropped down on one knee, stabbed the guy on the side of the neck and killed him. And it was the first recorded kill um, of hand-to-hand type in, in quite some time when it, when it happened years ago. And instead of people saying, okay, he took a, uh, he took a knife, he held it in a tight fist, he dropped his body weight and put it into an area of the human body that was a high value target, it has two nerves and a vein and an artery. Um, hey, good, good work. You know, that was a good use of putting a tool in a vulnerable area of the human body. When he was asked, hey, how did you, how did you learn to do that? He said, well, I took this system when I was a kid and it's this, you know, system that came over from Asia and only a couple people, you know, teach it. And you know, it's really mystical and, and you're going to be part of this and we're going to do this really eclectic knife training that we're going to do now. And we're going to be parts of tribes and we're going to have to I mean, it's a great story. It's awesome. 
and, and we're going to do all this esoteric type work. Cool Nobody looked at it from a standpoint of if, if you and I were looking at this from it would be like digging a hole. It would be like somebody taking a tool and say, hey, I got the shovel. I, uh, you know, I, I stepped on the shovel. It went into the ground. I leveraged back and guess what? Dirt came out. And and then somebody ran up to you and said, how did you do that? And he said, well, you know, I went to this shovel digging school that these guys from Asia came up with. And we, we have totem poles and tribes and you're in certain and you have to have – and literally you believed it. You know, Taichuan. Yeah, because that's a cool – because when it comes to violence, that's a cooler story. We don't want to deal with the reality of people that just say, hey, you know what? Uh, human body works a certain way, and uh, when you uh, successfully inflict trauma on it, you're going to get these types of results. And, oh, by the way, I can teach it to you right now, and anybody can do it. Yeah. That's that's the part that takes all the all the fun stuff out of it, all the mystery, <laughs> all the other stuff. That same socialized human beings want, and yet – you know, just kind of like the realities of nutrition and diet. Yeah, I was just yeah. about to bring that up. It's just no I mean, tra- training, training yeah. too, right? People always want complex programs. And when I when I used to design a lot of programs for customers, it would usually revolve around five exercises or five categories. And they would often say, this is it. I go, yeah, this yeah. is it. And this is why it's going to work and why what you haven't – this is why you're here because what you think works clearly isn't or you wouldn't be here. And people are often very incredulous at first, but when you apply these things, they work really well. Yeah, and, and but people like I had a really uh, I, I might have said this in the last time we all got together because it's just uh, it's just true. But uh, a really good friend of mine that was one of the top snipers in the world who designed lots of different training was looking at a um, kind of an elaborate uh, firearm system that was coming out was popular at the time, and he looked at it and just I go, hey, what do you think? I go, why is everybody getting this right now? You know, this type of setup, and he goes. Because they get bored with what works, yeah. right? You know, and it's that that idea that the caliber the the caliber that you would normally use was a much older design, much more effective, proven. But this new cool caliber that everybody was jumping on the bandwagon for at the time was you know sexy. It was a sexy thing, and right. yet uh, wasn't as available, wasn't as reliable, wasn't you know uh, as trainable actually. And uh, in his, I've always remembered that statement. You know, people get bored with what works. Yeah. And um, and that's the challenge. That's the challenge when you try to remain ethical in your delivery. You know, that's yeah. one thing that I really appreciate about you know the circle of friends that I have. You know, with with you know you guys is that you go out of your way. Do, do you sell products? Yes, you sell products. Do you stand behind your stuff? Absolutely. And you know, are you honest about results? Absolutely. Mike, Mike's the first guy that I've. I, heard tons of guys talk about their supplements. I, Mike's the first guy to say, hey, uh, this is great. And get, hey, but it doesn't work for everybody. I do have some people that, hey, this doesn't. I mean, you say that out of the gate. When I sit there and think about all the the, the great stuff that I've turned people on to your supplements, have great, all, you know, the, the vast majority of people have really great results compared to the crap that's out there. Yeah. And but your your first, you know, the thing is you really want people to get the information first. And then say, hey, yes, I have created this based on what I know. This is the this is my best output right now, and I think you'll really get a lot out of it. The problem is you're in an industry that that that's a completely counterintuitive. And not only that, people, as much as they complain about marketing, advertising, and oh, I can't stand this, that, or the other thing. Yeah, they they're lying because they do. They like the hype. They yes, like they the do. story. Yes, they they like yep. they yeah, like yeah. the tales. And yeah. it's a really tough way to navigate because. 
you know, you can be pretty consistent. You know, just because you're giving them principles that work doesn't mean that you can't give them a long-term program and provide a lot of good oversight for them uh, as they go through the path. Yeah. But you have to, you know, we in the industry have to deal with the, the hype. We have to deal with the, um, you know, the flavor of the month and the fact that people are going to fall for um, stories. Well, I think a lot of people are impatient is what it really comes down to. And one of my favorite shows to watch is Shark Tank, right? That, that's a great show for anyone who's an entrepreneur or anyone who's thinking about starting a business or just in general, just the way business works and what investors look for and so forth. And I, I think a lot of people feel that they have to do these over-the-top marketing methods because they want to make as much money as possible right now. Now, if you have more of a journeyman attitude where you, you create good products, you deliver good ad copy but not over the top where it's going to be a slower start out of the gate but you're going to last long enough to make way more than someone who has that fly-by-night operation where you're just going to people you you hype things up so much so you get a lot of people to buy it they're disappointed they never buy it again eventually you go out of business as opposed to you have great products you don't overhype it you let people find out about it they word of mouth spreads repeat customers build and then you have this slow grind that sustains itself in perpetuity indefinitely. Yeah, and, and it, it's a longer road for people. You're gonna um, you're gonna be really disappointed when uh, when you see how quickly people go for the the other stuff. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things where you you just have to get you know get used to it if you're gonna play it. In, you know, if you're gonna play for the long game. Well, I think I think it's also route. who you're trying to attract, right? Exactly. Because our our show. I mean, the, re- the reason why I wanted to do a show with Sincere is I know his personality type and I know my personality type. So I know we're going to say whatever we want to say. We're not going to worry about the consequences. And that's what makes it an interesting show. If we had two people where we would talk to each other for an hour before we start recording, it's like, OK, don't bring this up and don't bring that up and let's make sure we avoid this. It's going to be, at least in my opinion, a boring ass show, which is what most podcasts are. They're boring as fuck. Nobody wants to listen to this crap. So anyway, you keep it interesting for yourself. Now, is that going to make your audience smaller initially or even? Even indefinitely, probably. But at the same time, are you going to enjoy the process? Absolutely. And, and that, you get quality. The, you get better quality. And you attract the right people. Exactly. exactly. You know, you don't that's have to wishy washy people are going to come and go, come and go. Look, even at the beginning of the show, when we sit there and we talk about, you know, the folks who have never supported the show, you know, whether they <laughs> yeah. go to our website or out, whatever. Yeah. But you know, one thing about them, they're leeching consistently every week. You know, they may not have bought <laughs> anything, they may not have supported the show by Patreon or whatever else, but they're constantly coming back and they're leeching off the show. So we've attracted this person. Yeah, it's not necessarily the ideal person we want is going to leech off everyone, but there's something about us that makes them keep coming back and you know hopefully there's someone's going to kick them on the inside like you know what stop being a dick and actually support these guys man because you've been listening for two years straight and <laughs> you, you never even sent a review so at least go do that so and we've seen people do that but, but the thing at about the same it time, we attract, you attract enough people too like you said yeah. you're attracting enough of the right people <laughs> that it works out like with my supplements i'm, I'm not going to sell as much as let's say some major company a vitamin shop or gnc but i don't care to because i rather have a core audience of people that are similar in my that I can provide exceptional customer service to so that not only do they get great products, but great service, great follow-up, all of those things. I'd rather have a much smaller audience, which allows me to have a great income, maybe not make as much as one of the bigger companies, but at the same time, it's way more satisfying. 
to have this kind of personal relationship with your users. Exactly, man. I mean, same thing. Like, even with, like, the, the, the pour-over stands, the Cheerio doors, whatever, when I bring I, that up. Look, man, you can go make coffee 50 million ways if you want to. You know, <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm not going to go with some over-the-top marketing and say, like, oh, my God, this is going to make you sharper. and make You know, drinking this coffee, using my pour-over stand is going to make you brilliant. You're going to be able to write a book in two days. And, you know, <laughs> it's going to make you feel 20 years younger, even though I look like I'm 60 years older. You know, any of these different <laughs> things, man. I'm, it's not going to – I'm not going to do that. That's bullshit, okay? Look, man, now, especially with the new ones that are coming out, okay, they're, they're made from great wood <laughs> okay i'm leaving it at that so you know they're, they're they're handcrafted or whatever else but here's the thing they're convenient and people love convenience especially in our industry that is like their favorite word it's convenient it's cheap it's something that you can take anywhere with you whatever and yeah these are all the truth and guess what everyone has bought one love it man they love it you had a couple mishaps thanks to customs overseas or whatever that's only happened like twice out of all the ones i've sold but the thing is i'm not doing anything that's over the top <laughs> don't, like, don't tell me customs are seizing these these oh, are like oh, what's this yo, we let can't let this in they, the country not only do they open it up they like bust them up and break them apart i'm like they look really? at they look at that condom sock and go yeah, there's like, this mm, there's gotta be something wrong with this an improvised <laughs> weapon this has gotta be something yeah somebody follows with your mom it'd be an improvised <laughs> weapon but no it's not gonna sit there and take out your country you jackass so <laughs> so you know but like i said you know we're not sitting there over pumping all our stuff our, our but like there's people that are getting things from us they're the ones that's going out there and they're telling everybody you know the results they got from it and how they appreciate well we, it. we both use our stuff too you and i mean you started thing. you well, started selling a door because you use it exactly and, and we you know even with each other stuff we don't sit there and pump each other up without you know actually utilizing it and getting something from it you know i just had my friend claude ray over here this a couple of weekends ago and here's a guy at 54 years old you know in my opinion because this guy is hella strong I mean, he makes, I, I, I've seen 54 year olds these days. It's, it's pretty sad. You know, whereas this guy, you'd never know that. And this guy's sharp as a tack or whatever, but he still is benefiting. I mean, he, he was asking me about the testosterone booster. He's asking me about the EC because that, he knew about the testosterone booster, but he didn't know about the EC. And so when I told him that, you know, you can cycle on this, when you're cycling off the T booster, this is excellent for that. And also it's going to help you with belly fat and cortisol, all that good stuff. You know, it's like two, two words, bitch tits. Exactly. Got them? Get on it. This will shrink those moves. Okay. You want to you avoid bitch tits? All right. <laughs> I mean, once you have them, you have to get surgery. So I'm not going to say, hey, if you have bitch tits, this is going to reverse it because <laughs> exactly. it won't. You have to go get surgery for that. But it can help you prevent getting it again because often it does reoccur. Exactly. So, yeah, man, he, I mean, he was sold. Again, I'm not just trying to sit there and sell your stuff, but it's like he just saw me taking it. He's like, hey. Well, that's that's something new from Mike right there. What's that? And I told you about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so <laughs> sincere so, whips out a bottle. He's all flexing in one hand yeah, exactly. at the course. He's like, hey, let me hey, make sure is everyone that sees me. <laughs> well, yes, it is. You know? Also, my teeth are glistening or whatever. We hope you enjoyed part one of our discussion with Tim Larkin. Be sure to check out part two as we discuss Tim's approach as far as aspects of violence and also self protection. Also, we discuss. Life or death survival versus competitive combat. There are differences out there, people. So you don't want to miss this, man. We're in a crazy world right now, and Tim Larkin gives us some tips on how to push through it. In the meantime, become a monthly supporter of the show by heading over to patreon.com slash LLA podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash LLA podcast. Become a monthly supporter of the show, starting off with your $5 donation or more. 
All you have to do is head over to that link, go to the box where it says donate and support the show, cross out that one, start off with $5 or more, and that'll help keep the show going and growing and help us keep the show free of unnecessary BS ads and sponsors. Also, head over to MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Use that coupon code LLA at checkout on any of our products and you'll get 10% off. This is another way to help support the show. Last but not least, be sure to share, subscribe, and also leave a rating and review for us over at Stitcher, iTunes, and all other mediums that you use in order to listen to this podcast. It helps keep us going and growing and getting the word out there to other people and let them know about the show that you love so much. All right, folks, part two, Tim Larkin coming up. Make sure you check it out. Look out for that. Until then, take care, everybody.